the Road America app. You can listen live to the Track White PA broadcast with real-time updates on the races, driver interviews, sponsor details, and so much more. The app also allows you to watch live cams of popular locations all around the track. Go to roadamerica.com. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Hour number three getting underway on this Wednesday. Don't forget, coming up tonight, we're going to be at uh, Sunset Grill Pewaukee. Looking forward to it. Six to eight tonight. We're going to be there for the uh, the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Joining us now on the hotline, our friend Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can find him at Andy Herman NFL over on Twitter with some good breakdowns of film and footage and such. Andy, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. So we were talking yesterday about some of the footage that's out there. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you get to the 22. I get the 22. I look at it. I think about uh, some of the things that I see, and I'm kind of like, okay, what what is going on here that I'm missing? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, there are times where he's got guys wide open and chooses not to throw the football in that direction. Sometimes he's hitting a guy in the face with a helmet. And a, another time it's a very, very underthrown pass, weird pass coming out of his hand to a guy like David Bakhtiari. Give me your thoughts right now on where this offense is. Yeah, it's funny that you say, you know, you're kind of throwing your hands up wondering what's going on. Um, I joked earlier this week, this, this game led uh, my all-time viewing record of times I threw my hands up in the air watching the film and wondering what the heck was going on because it's just really difficult to you know, sort of parse and try to figure out what is going on. Why are things not clicking the way that they're supposed to? You see Josh Meyer snapping it on the wrong count. You see Sammy Watkins running a, a slant when he's supposed to be running a fade. Uh, you see Rodgers hitting linebackers in the face mask, as you mentioned. Guys running wide open in the middle of the field. Receivers not catching passes they're supposed to catch. It's just a little bit of everything, and it's so disconcerting because it's not a one-week issue. This is something that's been going on all season long, and the inability to get almost any of it fixed is just confusing at this point. So as far as Rodgers goes, you know, uh, I did a big breakdown today uh, on some of the things that have sort of gone wrong with Rodgers. It clearly, first of all, the supporting cast, I don't think, is, is what was expected uh, and, and probably what he needs at this point. I think Tom Oates did a great you know, tweet yesterday of how, you know, when Rodgers was in his prime, he had all these amazing wide receivers. And, right, you know, Alan Lazard is number one. He wouldn't even make the team. You know, if you go back and look at some of those wide receiver groups, and there's certainly a level of truth to that, I think, when you look at what this Packers team was expecting and clearly the game plan going into this year was, you know, have a better defensive side of the, the ball, have a better special teams, and then really sort of have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur kind of carry this offense. And surely an Aaron Rodgers led offense would still get you to about 24 points per game with which a better defense and special teams should give you an opportunity to win. I think their thought was, Hey, this guy's Superman. He can get us the points that we need almost individually. And it looks like a quarterback right now that no longer can do that. He can't just lift everything on his own. He need, He's at that point in his career where he needs the pieces around him to be successful. And I don't think Green Bay's certainly done a good enough job of putting those pieces around him. Now, to be fair, when you're making the percentage of the salary cap that he's making, uh, part of that onus is sort of on you is to, to lift everyone up and to get everyone playing at a higher level. And that hasn't happened either. So, uh, Bill, we could go in a million different directions of what's wrong, but there's a million different fingers to point at a million different things right now. So, it, well, here's the next question, and I know we've been asking this all season long, and I don't think there is uh, – I, I don't personally don't think it is, but do you think this is fixable? Uh, this season, I, I think they could do things that would make them more respectable for the remainder, you know, remainder of the season. 
uh, but fixable in the extent of going on a winning streak to get them into the playoffs or make them competitive for the remainder of the season? Uh, no, I don't think so. And I think things probably have to get worse before they get better. They borrowed a lot of money from future salary caps uh, to pay for this team to try to go all in for one more season to try to keep that window open for as long as possible. Uh, and that bill is going to come due, you know, specifically this offseason, but even going further than that, Aaron Rodgers' contract is abysmal going into next season and what they can do or what they can't do, maybe more importantly, having him retire isn't great. Cutting him is not great. Trading him is not great. There's no real great option. And then you have him coming back with a team that you're probably going to have to gut because you're paying him a bunch of money and or have already borrowed money from the cap from for you know to pay for last season and this season. They're just going to be really behind the eight ball, and it's tough to see how Brian Gutekunds could potentially put together a team that's even better than the team right now. And this team is sitting at three and what three and six, coming off their fifth straight loss. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's not great. And like I said, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So, okay, let's let's look at next season then. If if that's where we're going to go and start looking at salaries and such, do you do you think there's enough there and enough capability to field? not just a competitive team, but to put this whole thing back on the on the track to say, you know, they may have a legitimate shot at still getting deep into the postseason and or, God forbid, a Super Bowl. Yeah, so if, if we're talking like next season, right, so as bad as everything broke this season and pretty much everything broke bad, um, yeah, I think it's not super out of the realm of possibility that things could swing back in the other direction. I think if all of a sudden, and again, I'm not necessarily predicting this, but if all of a sudden David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins start playing like, you know, all pro players and Bakhtiari can actually stay healthy, Josh Myers and John Runyon Jr. Uh, start playing the way that they, they're capable of. Yash Nyman's looked more than respectable at right tackle since that move and that offensive line comes together. You probably end up potentially with a top 10 pick in the draft. Maybe you can finally get an explosive playmaker on the outside that can open up the offense a little bit more. Uh, I'm not saying that this player exists next year, but look at what Garrett Wilson is doing for the Jets, that type of player Justin Jefferson did for the Vikings. You all of a sudden get that type of player in, somehow find a way to get Aaron Jones back, and you have the talent on defense. Rashawn Gary's going to have to come back from a torn ACL, but you've got a Kenny Clark, a Jair Alexander. You know, you've got pieces. like They just have to start playing really the way that we've seen a lot of these players be capable of playing uh, a season ago, two seasons ago and to have a few things break in the right direction, find another Razul Douglas. That may seem unrealistic, but um, this is still a very talented football team that hasn't played up to their potential. And you get a couple breaks next year that go your way. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's completely within the realm of impossibility that they could have a bounce back season at some point next year. Def- defensively, how do you think they've played? Because, I mean, numerically, I mean, there are times where it's the fire Joe Barry, just as the same that we've heard, you know, for forever, whatever defensive coordinator there was, if they're not hitting and taking guys' heads off, everybody needs to be fired. But statistically speaking, and for what they've been built to withstand versus what they've actually withstood, they've not played horribly. I mean, they've played poorly at times, but it ha- this this is not by any stretch of the imagination the defense's fault. I would definitely agree with you. At least at minimum, it's probably the least of the Packers' worries right now. I think the first thing we need to look at is how this defense was built, right? So this defense was very much built, in my opinion, to have, you know, to play against teams when they're up, when they have an offense that's really good, an Aaron Rodgers-led offense that's putting points on the board. 
And if, if all of a sudden this defense was in a position where they were playing from ahead for the majority of the game and they didn't have to consistently be worried about the opposing team running the football and having every play at their disposal at all times, I think you'd see a lot better defense than we've seen so far. This is a defensive backfield that is meant for coverage. Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, Amos, and Savage are far better coverage players than they are specifically uh, set up to be run defending, tackling defensive backs specifically Jair Stokes and Savage. That's not their forte. That's not what they're good at. Um, this linebacker core, Devondre Campbell and uh, Quay Walker were set up to have that speed in the at the linebacking core to be able to cover. Um, right now, Quay's a little bit undersized and not physical enough at the point of attack to consistently hold up against the run. And we know this defensive front, is spe- you know, specifically Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, those guys want to get out to the quarterback. And I think the fact that this defense has had to do so much of the heavy lifting and play in consistent games where they're either losing, down double digits at times, um, or at least the game is close or even, um, it doesn't really allow them to do what they really want to be able to do, which is get after the quarterback, get in some third and long situations, obviously passing downs, and really be able to do what they do best. So um, I, I think this defense has been um, you know, poor in inopportune times. I look at this Lions game as a perfect example of that. You have the the Lions getting the ball right before halftime, or right before halftime, and they go down the field and score eight to kind of give them the momentum in the game. And then Green Bay finally gets the the touchdown to get make it eight to six. And immediately, what does the defense do? They allow the team, I think, to go thir- the Lions to go 13 plays, 70 yards for a touchdown, and make it a two possession game. Overall, they allow basically you know two scoring drives the entire game. Uh, but they kind of come at the most inopportune worst times, right when Green Bay was maybe having a chance to get into things, specifically in that second half. So things to work on, but probably the least of Green Bay's issues right now. Yeah, I go back to the offense, and you talked about David Bakhtiari. He's in, then he's out. Uh, we don't get specific answers as to his health and how he is doing. Uh, you can't continue this. Uh, my guess is that with his salary cap hit, unless there's some kind of a massive restructure, he's not going to be here next year, right? I would tend to agree. And there's obviously always complications here because of who your quarterback is and who the quarterback's best friends are and what his relationships are and those sort of things. Listen, uh, David Bakhtiari is a phenomenal football player, one of the, the you know great all-time Packers, surefire Packer Hall of Famer. And, you know, even when he's in right now, he's their best offensive lineman when he's in the game. So it's, it's tough to just be like, you know, you like you don't want to jettison that guy. You don't want to just be like, all right, we've got to cut him um, because of a, a few of those reasons. Right. But at some time when you're paying him the amount that you are, uh, you need some sort of reliability. And it's the old cliche, super lame adage that the best you know ability is availability. And right now, not only is it inconsistent, but like it's one thing to be in and out like week by week or things like that. But like you, you don't even know going into a game if he's going to be able to finish the game or how many snaps he's going to be able to play, which really uh, puts your offensive line behind the eight ball, especially when we know how important continuity is along the offensive line. You look at his contract moving forward, they can basically basically get out of all of his 2024 salary cap hit if they move on this offseason and kind of split the 2023 cap hit between 23 and 24. Um, there will be a real possibility that that happens, as devastating and as frustrating as that is for a, a once all-time great Green Bay Packer. So, I and I, uh, you know, I feel bad that uh, David Bakhtiari would go out that way, but, I mean, it's Agreed. almost two years, man. It's just, 
you know, if you yep. can't play, can't play effectively, I, I appreciate the fact that he has tried to come back and done anything and everything and so many different surgeries and wants to earn that money. But at some point, you got to say, David, enough. Uh, it's it's This has got to come to an end because all you're doing is the uncertainty and hurting the team, in a sense, and, and not getting that cohesiveness up front on that line of scrimmage. You, you, you're going to have to move on. I don't know if Zach Tom's the real deal or not, but certainly we're getting at least a little bit of a look at him, I guess, right? Oh, do we lose Andy? I'll get him back. Andy be gone. We lost Andy. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll try to get Andy back because Andy was fan. He's rolling. Andy's rolling. So let's do that. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, get Andy back. Oh, nope. We got Andy back. Let's go. Is Andy there? Yep, I'm Andy. Here. There we go. Sorry about that. I don't know if it was us or you, but regardless, I was talking about, you know, at least we've gotten a chance to look at Zach Tom and a little bit of the, maybe the offensive line future, right? Yeah, no, and I think that's been one of the, the few promising things for this season is Green Bay has had the opportunity to get a, a look at some of these rookies. And overall, I think the results have been fairly promising. Samori Toure, Romeo Dobbs, now Zach Tom, Kingsley and Igbari is going to get a lot of playing time with Rashawn Gary out. And there's certainly some some promising returns there. I think it's probably time to see a little bit more of Devontae Wyatt. There's really nothing to lose at this point. His flashes on tape are still really, really fun. Um, he's a high-effort, high-energy player, which is exciting. He plays with far too high of pad level, doesn't have great leverage, needs to work on his technique, which I guarantee is why he's not out there. Uh, but, man, the, the flashes and the ability are, are extremely fun. Um, so, yeah, and I think even Christian Watson, I know he's not been able to stay healthy, but we've seen a couple of those flashes in some of the plays he's been able to make lately. So I think there's some real promising, you know, return on and results from some of these rookies and, and I'm right there with you I don't know if Zach Tom's going to be uh, a future starting left tackle or what he ultimately ends up being but really th these last couple games really struggled at the very beginning of the game but then got kind of a foothold in the game and, uh, and and played really well after that so I'm excited to see what Tom can do moving forward well that was going to be my next question with some of the young guys uh, we've seen Romeo Dobbs clearly he started to emerge before the injury Christian Watson has had a few flashes but he just can't stay healthy and, you know, maybe just and I'm hoping this offseason Christian Watson goes away. He's able to get healthy. He comes back and trains like an NFL wide receiver, really begins to kind of put it together and then, you know, has this resurgence or an insurgence next year to where he can actually become a viable piece of the offense. I don't think that the picks are terrible. I just think that not having a veteran and or two to really, truly help Aaron Rodgers in this offense has been so incredibly detrimental. Yeah, I think they, they went quantity instead of quality, right, with the wide receiver position specifically. They they move on from Devontae Adams. They move on from uh, MBS. And to some lesser extent, Equinemius St. Brown, all three of those players are gone. And they had, you know, Alan Lazard. They had, had Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers. They, they needed to add pieces to that room. And instead of going like, hey, we're going to move up aggressively in the draft to get a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave, or we're going to go sign a big free agent, or we're going to trade for somebody, uh, try for a Metcalf or a McLaurin or someone like that, uh, they decided to sort of just go the, the quantity approach. And they draft a guy in the second round, they draft a guy in the fourth round, they draft a guy in the round, and they bring in a Sammy Watkins on the cheap. And I think the hope was that 
hey, like we've had success bringing in a guy like Devondre Campbell or a Rick Wagner and some of these guys on cheap and they perform much better in Green Bay than they did elsewhere. There was no sign that Sammy Watkins was going to be the answer. And it like some of those situations like, well, maybe he just needs to be in the right offense or with the right quarterback. He played with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Like it's not like all of a sudden he's going to get a different quarterback and it's just going to click. It wasn't there. I don't know why they kind of thought it was going to be there in Green Bay. It hasn't been. And then, yeah, I think the, the the flashes from all three of the rookies have been promising. And I think if you told me two years from now that the the trio of Watson and Toure and uh, and Dobbs was a really good starting trio in the NFL, I, I wouldn't doubt you one bit. I think that's within the realm of possibility. But this team wasn't playing for 2024 or 2025. They were playing for 2022 and did not address that position with a more bona fide starter that they could know would be a number one wide receiver um, was certainly baffling and a, a choice and, and probably the wrong one. Real quick before I let you go, should they have made a move for a true wide receiver at the trade deadline, in your opinion? No, I'm, I'm so glad they didn't, especially after we saw this game against the Lions. I think it would have been fool's gold. I think maybe they get an extra win or two. Maybe they get that win against the Lions. But th- this team is is not right right now. They're not healthy. They're not uh, functioning the way that they're supposed to. The, the acquiring of a wide receiver would not have fixed the offensive line issues, the tackling issues, all of it. And I think ultimately it would have been uh, a Band-Aid on a fatal wound, and it just wouldn't have helped all that much. In the meantime, you take away a, a, a probably a very important draft asset moving forward. Good stuff as always, Andy. I appreciate it, and uh, we will chat again soon, I'm sure, okay? Thanks so much, Bill. Appreciate you. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast. You can find him at Andy Herman NFL, at Andy Herman NFL over on Twitter, and really, really good stuff. I, I, He's makes sense. I mean, you know, as he said, it would have been putting a Band-Aid on a fatal wound if they would have made a move, but you kind of wonder if the Packers would have had enough offense to win the game against Detroit, change some things, and move forward. You kind of wonder. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there, Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. Uh, and she can help you with all the real estate needs, uh, whether you're looking to buy, sell, invest. Got to get a hold of her over on Facebook, or you can email her, lisamoveswi at gmail.com. lisamoveswi at gmail.com. And if you're looking to sell, you're looking to buy, I know right now rates and such in the banking industry, it's a little bit uh, volatile, but she's got a way of navigating you through it. Call her 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798, lisamoveswi at gmail.com. they got a team of experts that she works with. They can help you get that 1% closing cost credit up to three grand, and help you get some free mortgage re- or refinancing right now on loans closed this year. If you choose to do so, all you got to do is go uh, give her a buzz and ask for her by name and ask her for all the details. Again, 414-617-6798. She is also certified as a condo specialist. So get a hold of Lisa Lee or tell and uh, tell her tell her we said hi. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to uh, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more to get to. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get the Road America app. You can listen live to the Trackwide PA broadcast with real-time updates on the races, driver interviews, sponsor details, and so much more. The app also allows you to watch live cams of popular locations all around the track. Go to roadamerica.com. show good to have you good to have you on board today glad you're with us 
Talking to Packers, football Packers now back on the practice field getting ready for uh, the game this coming weekend. Mike McCarthy returning back to Lambeau Field. And it seems like a lot of the, the feelings, the emotions and such have kind of uh, subsided as the, the way Mike was kind of let go. I know it still sticks with him a little bit, uh, but looks like he's very much looking forward to coming back to Lambeau. And uh, he's got a winning team, obviously. The Packers reeling in the meantime. And joining us now, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larravee. Wayne, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. It's going to be interesting to see Mike back at Lambeau Field, isn't it? Yeah, it really will. Uh <laughs> Especially wearing the Cowboys blue and blue and uh, gray, and that'll be interesting to see, or silver, I should say. Yeah, the uh, well, you spent a lot of time with Mike because you guys would sit down in his office and do the pregame show and talk both on mic and off mic, talk a lot of football. And uh, g- give me, give me your thoughts just on Mike McCarthy, uh, the coach, the person. Well, you know, I he's he is um, just. A, I think he's a wonderful person. I really do, and. and um, I enjoyed visiting with him, and as you know, I, I didn't. I don't get along with all head coaches, you know, that I've had a chance to be with. Um, but certainly, uh, Marv Levy and Mike McCarthy are two that I really, um, you know, really have enjoyed being with and, and getting to know a little bit. Um, Mike is as down to earth as it gets. He never loses his sense of humor, that kind of thing. He's always kind of joking around a little bit. Um, there's a mischievous type of uh aspect to his nature that i think is very endearing if you get to know him a little bit but uh, make no mistake uh he knows the x's and o's he's been portrayed in late years in, in green bay and early years in dallas as someone who was didn't know what was going on at the end of ball games and that type of thing and and nothing could be further from the truth as as is the case in our society perception is also almost always wrong Mike McCarthy's a very sharp, very good football coach, and his record proves it. So this game coming up for the Packers, looking at their side of the coin, needed it in Detroit. It just didn't materialize. Things just, uh, for whatever reason, just aren't coming together. It's a pass here. It's a block here. It's a route here. Uh, Wayne, I I can't remember the last time I saw this many just kind of self-inflicted wounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Bill, they haven't been in a situation like this in I don't know how long. It has really been, um, you, you know, it, you have to go back. You, you have to go back to the uh, end of the uh, Mike Sherman regime, that 2005 season, where it all fell apart. Um, but not a lot was expected of that team. I mean, there were a lot of football people around the league. I'm not talking about in, in Green Bay or in Wisconsin, but a lot of football t- people around the league had the Packers as a true Super Bowl contender this year, even without Devontae Adams and, uh, and all of that. But, um, you know, this is where it's really when, – when your team in the NFL doesn't reach the expectation level there that it's expected, that's when you get really disappointed, in, and I think that's what everyone's feeling right now. The uh, the offense, and I want to say the dysfunctionality almost, it, it's just been a tough year. I mean, with Bakhtiari in and out, shuffling the offensive linemen around, injuries, you know, and not being able to really consistently use Christian Watson, who you kind of went all in on. He shows some glimpses. Uh, Romeo Dobbs shows glimpses. And then all of a sudden, guys are getting hurt. Um, you know, do you – how do I put this? Do you see any way for this team to kind of pull out of this nosedive? Well, you know, that's <laughs> – I, that's not for me to say, but I will say this about the offense. Um, and I'll go back to you and I, when we got here in 99, have mm-hmm. you ever seen a less experienced, less accomplished group of receivers in green Bay on a given season? I don't know no. if I ever have. 
You know, no, I, I would agree been with a that. Donald Driver. There's always been a Greg Jennings. There's always been a Jordy Nelson. Um, there's always been a Devontae Adams. And there's nothing of that ilk. You go up and down. I don't care, injuries or not, you know. And I'm yeah. not being critical of these people. But, you know, the, the promising uh, receivers are uh, Watson, uh, Toure, and uh, Dobbs. And they're rookies, you know. I mean, we, we in this league expect way too much from rookies. And I think these kids have done well uh, for what they've been able to do. But... Um, they're rookies, and this is a man's league. This is not. Uh, this is not um, Wisconsin playing East Tennessee State in the the middle of August. You know, uh, trying to get a non-conference win. This is every week. You got to strap your your, um, <laughs> your your chin strap on and go after it. And it's it's not easy for rookies to make this adjustment. I think they've done really well in the time they've gotten on the field. Anxious to see what two Ray can do going forward. Would love to see uh, Watson be able to stay on the field. He's been injury riddled, as you know, and he's a good kid, and I, I think he's going to be a very good player. Uh, unfortunate for Dobbs, he was coming on and coming along, and I think he could have made a nice difference going forward, but that injury is going to hey, uh, put him on the shelf for a few weeks, and, and rookies can't afford that. Go back to your question. You said, do we expect too much from the rookies? Do we expect too much from Aaron Rodgers? Well, you know... Yes and no. I mean, we, the great quarterbacks in this league, we expect them to be able to play at an MVP level regardless of who they have around them. And that's almost never correct. <laughs> you have to have some help. I mean, um, you know, you've got to have a decent offensive line. You have to have go-to receivers who can threaten a defense downfield. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think running the offense through the two running backs is a smart thing to do. They're playmakers. Um, and, and quick passing, that type of thing. And I think Rodgers leads the league and passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage this year, which is not a, a stat anybody would want to brag about, but but it's the truth. Um, and it's way the offense ha- has had to be run. The offensive line has been in a state of flux with people coming on and coming off and back and forth. Um, all this is happening, but you can control time of possession. You can make yards. But if you can't threaten a defense downfield, if you can't throw the ball at the heart of that defense and beat it or threaten to beat it, um, you're not going to score enough points to win in this league. You just aren't. You've got to be able to do that. And I, I've talked to Matt LaFleur about that. You know, he feels the same way. You've got to be able to, at some point, threaten a defense through the air downfield. Um, all the other ball control stuff is, is great, but you're not going to score enough points doing that if that's all you can do. Talking with Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers. You can find him at Wayne Larravee over on Twitter. Wayne, uh, you know, when you talk with Matt LaFleur, nationally everybody's saying, well, you know, is it time to bring in Jordan Love? And I said, look, first of all, mathematically, if you're not eliminated, you keep Aaron Rodgers in. Unless he's hurt and he just can't go or he's hurting the team. Because I know your counterpart, Larry McCarron, has always told me, you can play hurting, but you can't play and hurt the team. So, I mean, there's a big difference there. Guys ache all the time. It's football. It is what it is. So I don't think he's hurting the team. So uh, do you think there's any consideration for Jordan Love? And secondly, I tend to th- feel, and, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, behind closed doors they know what they have in Jordan Love pretty much, right? I think by now they do. Um, they know what kind of kid he is for sure. Um, they've seen him in game action. Um, I, I think they – they have an idea of what they have in him, um, and nobody has said what they, you know, they're not sitting there like uh, like they were in 2007, 2008, and saying, hey, we got somebody almost as good as our starter right now sitting on the bench. I, 
I'm not hearing any of that talk. But then again, um, you know, no one said anything one way or the other in terms of, you know, is Jordan Love ready? Is he the future? That kind of thing. Um, I'm assuming they know what they've got. Uh, and as far as Brett, a lot of talk with Aaron Rodgers uh, about that thumb injury. Brett Favre went through the same thing at different points in his career. Uh, quarterbacks are going to get their hands not nicked up a little bit along the way as they, they hang in the pocket and try to make plays and make throws. Um, I, I don't know. Boy, a lot of people are speculating that this thumb injury has got to be part of the reason why Aaron is missing receivers and not as accurate as he was the last two years. I, you know, go back to the first month of the season before that injury happened. Was he any sharper, any more accurate um, then than he is now? I, to my naked eye, I would say no. I uh, I look at the running back position. There was a lot of screaming uh, early on to say, hey, why aren't you getting the ball into the hands of Aaron Jones more? And then this particular game, Jones obviously gets hurt in the second half, so they couldn't use him as much. The run game has been – I just look at the run game as – it should be running to set up the pass, not vice versa. And they've been accused of running plays as if they're still scheming for Devontae, as if he's there. So with how frustrating right now do you think it is behind closed doors of this offense being as inept as it has been in the run game, not being used as much as maybe a lot of us believe it should be? Yeah, um, I don't know how much gnashing of teeth. I think they're just trying to find a way to win a game, Bill. And this season is spiraled the wrong way, and it happens all the time in the NFL to good teams uh, as well as bad teams. But when a season starts spiraling like this, you're just trying to win a game any way you can, whether you throw it 60 times or run it 100 times, anything you can do to just win a game. Um, the ground game hasn't been uh, unproductive. I wouldn't say that. Now, they've only scored three rushing touchdowns, but they're averaging almost five yards of running attempts. Um, you know, uh, Aaron Jones is averaging 5.6, uh, A.J. Dillon 4.0. The difference I see with A.J. is that I don't see him getting as many yards after contact as I was used to seeing him last year and the year before, but um, that's a small thing. And, you know, Jones is their second-leading receiver, 210 receiving yards. He's 12th in the league in, in all-purpose yardage. So, um, you know, those guys have pretty much done what they what's been asked of them. Uh, I think people on the outside think they should be asking more. I think what they're hoping to get somewhere along the line is some kind of balance uh, of basically what I was talking about uh, a few minutes ago, Bill, and, and trying to balance this thing. Yeah, you, you want to run it through these backs. They're your playmakers. They're your steady people. But you also got to threaten something, you know, downfield. You have to threaten a defense downfield. And if you don't do that, then you're going to see a lot of single safety high, extra man of the box, going to be harder to run and press coverage on the corners, and people are going to say, beat us with the pass, whereas that was never the case in the past. Mm -hmm. Wayne, uh, the, the uh, defensive side of the football, Devontae Wyatt, uh, Quay Walker, give me your synopsis of the young guys and what they've done so far. I, I think Quay's done really well, and I think he keeps getting better, and I, I know now they're going to have to be blitzing him more because Rashawn Jerry is not there. They've got to generate pressure on the quarterback. Kingsley, Enoch, Bari, uh, J.J., as they call him, uh, an outside linebacker, he's coming on, Bill. And, you know, mm -hmm. had a sack wiped out because his hand hit the helmet of the quarterback in Detroit, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but this kid's coming on. He's active. He fell in the draft because he ran a 4 6 40. Uh, you know, anybody who had the time to slap on tape of his work in college, uh, he's a football player. In, in this time, in the, these, I, I'm sorry, but personnel people, and I love them, and I love our personnel guys, 
the personnel people get too tied up in a 40-yard dash, okay? Um, you know, it, play speed is everything. <laughs> it, it, that's what football is about. It's about play speed. Don't tell me how fast you are in the 40. Tell me how fast you play. How, how fast can you get to the quarterback? How fast can you get sideline to sideline uh, running down a back or a wide receiver, that kind of thing? Um, so this kid, I think, has is, is got a chance, and I think we're going to start seeing it. Uh, to really develop into a, a really good pass rusher for the Packers, perhaps. And that'll be great next year when Gary gets back. Um, Quay, I think, has done very well. Uh, you know, still learning on the job, obviously. Um, probably the toughest thing for him is to, uh, you know, recognize what's coming up and anticipating. The the instinct part of it is probably the one area where he's still, uh, you know, um, uh, work in progress, maybe in pass coverage as well. But uh, I think he's been great and really look, he's, I think he's got a good future ahead of him. Um, you, you know, when you look at Devontae Wyatt, he's getting on the field a little bit more. And this is the, this is the guy I'd like to see a little bit more of on the field up front because, um, you know, frankly, in the last few weeks, the Packers haven't had many, I think they've had three sacks in the last three games. And although in some of those games, they've gotten pressure, they haven't gotten home. And part of that, you know, you would like to see your defensive line play a little bit bigger role there and, Maybe in the second half of the season, uh, Devontae Wyatt can do that for him. Give me uh, real quick, uh, because I thought Mason Crosby, very quietly, for those that don't pay attention, he's having a decent season. He doesn't have a lot of opportunities, obviously. It's not like he's got 20 you know, kicks so far. But he's only got 11 missed two. One was blocked on a bad snap. He's only missed one, and both of his misses have come from 45 or beyond. So very quietly, I thought he's having a bounce-back season, Wayne. As a field goal kicker, I would agree with you, yes. Um, no yes. question about that. But, uh, you know, in terms of kickoffs, reaching the end zone or uh, touchbacks, uh, he's only got nine. I think that ranks in the bottom uh, third of the league. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure in, in, in that regard, kickoffs, you know, field goal kickers kick field goals for a long time. And a lot of times the punter ends up uh, making the kickoffs. But uh, that's not going to be the case here. Mason still has plenty of leg strength. But I think he's had a nice bounce back year, and I will attribute some of it, obviously, to Mason, but also to uh, uh, Pat O'Donnell, uh, the punter, who's been a, a great holder. And, and uh, Jack Coco is a rookie uh, deep snapper. Sometimes the snap's there, sometimes it's not. But he's, he's been getting better and better, I think, as the season goes along. So I think the operation is what um, we're seeing is the big improvement. The bounce back in that aspect of special teams has been in the operation of the field goal kicks. Wayne, great stuff as always. Uh, you know, <laughs> wish you wish you luck on Sunday, man. <laughs> it's right, it's tough. I know it's tough. We we haven't seen many of these together. These seasons no, like this don't haven't. come very often. And thank God they don't. You know, so right. Yeah, no, we'll we'll make the best of it. Hey, they're going to give the Cowboys heck on uh, on Sunday, and who knows? Maybe they'll beat them. Anything can happen in this league. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. You bet. There you go. Wayne Larry, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Good stuff from him. 877-867-1670. We're going to take your phone calls from here on out. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang at Epoxy. He just got back from vacation. I know he was gone for a while. Uh, Epoxy Flooring Done Right, providing Wisconsin home and business owners epoxy flooring and coating services at reasonable prices top quality workmanship he does different colors different finishes did uh, did the gym in my house which is fantastic i'm gonna have him do come back in the spring and do the garage floor it's like it's time i'm gonna clean the garage out and do the garage floor even painting 
the rooms that they're doing. They can do that as well. Give uh, Sean a call, 262-443-2852 from Milwaukee to Racine, to Green Bay, to Madison. I mean, you can go all over. Kenosha, they go everywhere. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Or call Sean directly, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Stay tuned. We're going to talk more with you. Your phone calls for the next three segments coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. With the Road America Season Pass, you have access to over 50 days of on track action, half price entry for the Sunset Cruise and Morning Drive events, select private track rentals, the annual Season Pass Holder Luncheon, and so much more. Go to RoadAmerica.com.